Welcome to Talking About Midlife, where we talk about life living in a female body in our midlife. We talk about health, love, relationships, our inner world, aging, death, motherhood, and what it means to be a human at this time in the world. I am Kelly Sterling, and I hope you enjoy listening to these stories that I'm sharing. Hello, today I'm on my own and I wanted to talk to you about pleasure. This is a word that can invoke a lot of energy in the body, a somatic experience for a lot of people. It can be very triggering for some people. Pleasure is such an amazing resource for us and would you believe that It's a pathway through pain. And this is because it builds capacity in our nervous system. So it feels good and it has an expansive quality to it. Conversely, when we hold trauma in our body, which most of us do somewhere on the trauma continuum from small T stuff through to the big T, which you probably think about PTSD or complex PTSD, Anyway, anything to do with that is a constriction in the body. So what that can mean for a lot of us is it can be a little tricky when we start to work consciously on building our capacity for pleasure, building new neural pathways around pleasure because we have a little bit of an activation of energy around pleasure and our autonomic nervous system can get overwhelmed by this activation. So one of the tips that I give to my clients that I work with in my private practice is let's microdose on it when we start working on it, just 1% more each day. So sometimes just the really simple, simple things which help us build a little bit of that expansive capacity in our nervous system is what is going to feel more tolerable for our autonomic nervous system. Why do we have a constriction around pleasure? Well, I guess the questions to ask yourself are, what is your story on pleasure? And what was the conditioning that you received in your family about pleasure when you were younger? Culturally, what have you learned about pleasure as a kid, as a teenager, as a young adult? Our autonomic nervous system will fire up around against threat so if our trauma is triggered it will be in our sensory emotional and somatic sensations so one of the reasons it can be really hard to work out our triggers is that often they're experienced out of context of the original traumatic incident so we are stimulated by a sensory experience maybe smell um, hearing something seeing something that reminds us uh, our nervous system of the trigger. It might be an emotional experience that we're having that reminds our unconscious mind of the trigger, a feeling in our body. So let's remember what our autonomic nervous system responses are. So we have the fight response where we're moving against the threat. We have the flight response where we're moving away from the threat. And we have a freeze response where we constrict against the the threat and, and disconnect and disassociate. 
And then we have the fawn response where we use our social engagement system. So this is the part of our autonomic nervous system that is in our face, in our arms, in our heart and lung space that likes to connect and is curious about others. So we use our social engagement system to disarm the threat, to appease it, to mollify it. So it's the pleasing, essentially, so that we can survive. So our body's remembering the trigger not through words but through experiences in our body. That's a somatic experience in the body. So to heal it, it's really important that we integrate the trauma through experiences that guide us to observe and analyse the sensations that we're upset by because what makes a traumatic memory is when the nervous system can't put all the sensations together. And the thing with trauma is it can cause our brain's ability to integrate experiences to break down and that can lead to a lot of chronic dysregulation in our nervous system. So triggers can be really confusing when they're out of context. And when we do trauma-informed work, so somatically with our body, it helps us to uncover the root cause of our trigger and then rewire our autonomic nervous system to be less triggered and so that rewiring is where the pleasure comes in because pleasure is the counter vortex it is the new neural pathway that we're building so that we can build capacity and breadth and choice into our nervous system so when we experience the trauma and we have this constriction, we have a charge of electricity that goes up through us and our autonomic system fires up our muscles, our joints, our fascia muscles to brace against what's coming. So that's where we get that constriction. We get the tight muscles, the tight shoulders. We might get tight calves, you know, because our feet go up ready to move away or ready to fight. So what pleasure can do and why it can feel really, really uncomfortable to a lot of people or threatening even is that our autonomic system overcouples, so twines in together this activation of pleasure and the sensation of danger. So that charge that we feel, that expansive energy. So pleasure and joy can easily be overcoupled for some people and feel threatening. So if our body's holding a lot of trauma and has for many years, the constriction that we have, if we've been in this constant state of constriction, we can feel safe in that place. So to start experiencing expansive energy, expansive charge, that can be really, feel really, really uncomfortable. It can feel threatening. It can feel really hard. And that's why, you know, when someone says, how about, doing some practices that are pleasurable, we have that kind of, oh, God, no, that feels awful feeling. Because moving out of that constricted state just doesn't feel safe to us. We've been in it for a really, really long time. So if we want more pleasure, ease and joy in our lives, which sounds really good in theory, doesn't it? We might have to get that uncomfortable trigger feeling of feeling unsafe worked through. So what I'm saying is when we've got a lot of trauma in our body, it can be really hard to orient to pleasure, can't it? So if you're one of those people that do has a lot of trauma and just me saying the word pleasure 
feels really uncomfortable, that's okay. And when I'm talking around pleasure, I'm not talking about drinking wine or taking drugs or drinking coffee or any of that, you know, doing something dangerous that might feel good, but it's probably not pleasurable because what they're actually doing is um, mimicking our internal state or that high charge state or, or maybe the frozen state that we already have. So what do I mean by mimicking? Like, for example, when we drink coffee, so we're so conditioned to push through our boundaries and not listen to our body. It's part of our this cultural overlay that I talk about. So imagine it's the afternoon, you're really tired, your body's saying to you, my gosh, I'm so tired, I want some rest and sleep. But you're at work and you can't, you've got to keep going. So what do you do? You either eat a heap of sugar or you drink a coffee. So what coffee does, for example, is it stimulates adrenaline in your body. It it is simulating that charge, that electric charge, that if you're stuck in on, if your nervous system is stuck in on, your sympathetic arousal, that fight mode, flight mode, and you're starting to feel tired, well, the coffee just stimulates that feeling of on again, doesn't it? And we're pretty conditioned to orient to pain all the time, every single day. I mean, if you watch the news on the TV or online or read the paper, there's a lot of pain in there. It becomes pretty normalised. We see it on social media. In magazines, we're constantly bombarded with all the things that are wrong about us, that we're not enough, that... Um, there's something wrong with us and you know that's constrictive that feels that constrictive energy I mean even the entire cosmetic industry is globally worth about 244 billion dollars a year annually the messaging around that is it to fix something to not age to not be old we've got such a youth obsessed culture so they have no orientation towards pleasure healing or thriving in life it's all about there's something wrong with you you could be better if you did this and um, we don't want you to age because aging means not living it means that you're no longer valued so there's all these implicit messaging in the cosmetic industry so what does that do again puts us into that state of constriction okay so pleasure let's go crazy about talk about pleasure pleasure is a major source of healing because it is the counter vortex that I mentioned before. So in somatic experiencing, we talk about the counter vortex. It is building new neural pathways. When you have trauma, a place that you can go, the counter vortex is the place that you can go to resource, to rest, where there's feelings, pleasurable feelings, pleasurable sensations, pleasurable emotions that are expansive in nature. They down-regulate our nervous system. So the trick is that we go slowly and gently in increasing our capacity in our body, in our nervous system to experiencing pleasure. So that 1% of microdosing that I talked about. When we feel openness in our body, that's where our capacity is. So what might that be? It might be 
that expanded feeling might be feeling a little bit calmer, a little bit more relaxed. It might feel like that emotions that have been hard for you in the past are becoming more tolerable and you can be with them rather than have to try and disconnect from them. So every day we're told to move away from our capacity. We're told to be constricted. So these boundaries that we have, they set, the body sends us messages all the time that it's running out of capacity. So like I mentioned before, I'm really tired. I'm running out of capacity. Our body sends us this message. So drink coffee, have some sugar, do all the things that you need to do to stimulate your system. Stimulation is not increasing capacity. It's just stimulating. Your body saying to you, stop. So what if a pleasurable response to that, if you're getting this feedback, I'm really, really tired, I need a break, is you could just go and do a yoga nidra practice for 15 minutes or get up and walk away from your desk. I know that um, when I stand, sorry, I don't stand, when I sit at my desk for a period of time, that kind of puts me into a narrow focus, constricted place. You know, you're typing away, your shoulders are up, you're... Visual focus is very narrow, which automatically kind of brings us more into that constricted position of fight or flight. So what I like to do after every session with a client or if I've just been sitting here working away for sort of 90 minutes to two hours is I get up and move around. And sometimes because I work from home, I'm pretty lucky. I can get up and go for a bit of a walk around the block or... um, just go and sit in my garden or do a bit of stretching but just get out and I look around and I use my eyes to orient to the place that I'm in and just even moving your eyes across a panorama or a line will be very very pleasurable and relaxing to your nervous system it's building that capacity so when we orient towards pleasure This builds openness. It builds capacity. We start to learn to listen to our body and what feels good, what feels safe, what feels open. This is really important not just for, you know, your capacity and feeling better within yourself. It's better for you in terms of connecting with your emotions and then connecting with other people. It's also really important for sexuality work as well because sexual energy, which is very joyful, has a lot of charge to it. And safe, feeling safe in our body is super, super important when it comes to sexuality work. The first thing that we've got to have in our body when it comes to um, connecting with our sexuality is the feeling of safety. We want to increase our capacity to feel that charge of sexual energy that that comes with an orgasm. That's a lot of charge there. So when we're really tight and constricted and full of that constricted energy or frozen, we often don't feel safe. Or, you know, if we've got a lot of that on feeling that I'm constantly in that high sympathetic arousal, 
the body's capacity to hold the charge of an orgasm, it just can be too much for it. So you can see how like little tiny pleasure practices are just rewiring your nervous system, building new neural pathways all the time, wiring your body not just to feel this beautiful, expansive life force energy uh, that we all have, but to feel your sexual energy as well because sexual energy is life force energy. It helps us hold that energy of emotions, makes them more tolerable. So the question I've got for you, this little piece of self-inquiry that might be really, really useful is what is your capacity to feel pleasure? When I ask you that question, where do you feel it in your body? What is your capacity to feel pleasure? Just Tune into your body and notice what you feel. Doing some trauma resolution work can be the best thing ever because we're creating openness in our body. We're creating this capacity for openness. We're learning what it feels like to receive pleasure. Now that can be scary when we have trauma because openness can feel like not having our defences on. And the body's pretty smart, so we constantly brace when we don't feel safe. So when we unwind trauma somatically, well, what we actually get to do is repair those neural pathways where there's been that overcoupling, the trigger, and build our little daily pleasure practices at the same time. So this is a simultaneous practice. We're creating these new neural pathways for expansion at the same time. So what I find with a lot of people I work with, even if they don't have big T trauma, because we all have this little T trauma that I talked about, when we build these new neural pathways for expansion, for openness, for pleasure, gives us more choice when it comes to making better decisions in our life. When we follow the same process all the time or when we're in a constricted state, that neural pathways becomes like a super freeway. So as we're building these more pleasurable new neural pathways, these are sort of small roads we're building in our nervous system and the more we practice them over time, they become stronger and wider. And then... Our nervous system has different roads or paths that it can pursue and that is super empowering. It feels really good for a lot of people. It feels like they have more choice in their life. It helps them with stuff that's been, that they've been stuck on for a really, really long time. You know, sometimes we just have these childhood habits and patterns of behaviour that we created when we were really young to survive and that's developmentally normal and appropriate but sometimes it's really hard to unwind them particularly you know I think it's easy around like the fight and flight response freeze is a bit harder to wrap our head around but I think pleasing is a really hard one for a lot of people 
because a lot of us have been really conditioned to please and it can show up in so many different ways. Like I know for myself with my pleasing response, something that I, on my recent somatic experiencing training, I realized was that my pleasing response has actually been, if you, if you asked any of my friends, they're like, oh, you don't do please, you know, you don't put up with crap from other people you've got good boundaries yeah well that's all true but I definitely have a strong pleasing response and it was really obvious to me when I was on our last training um that mine has been over functioning over functioning emotionally in relationships with people who don't have good connections so holding a lot of that emotional space over functioning in work and in jobs and you know, being, being able to take on a lot more work than a lot of people, which was fine from a brain perspective, brain power, I could cope with it, but it, it tired me out, made me really, really tired. And also, you know, when you do that a lot of the time and you start not wanting to do it, uh, often people don't like that. So when you start putting boundaries in place, sometimes, particularly in workplaces, and you're, I'm not doing that anymore that doesn't always work out so well for us with bosses that are used to piling a whole lot of stuff on us. So, yeah, for me, over-functioning in um, my life has been my porn response. And so to not do that feels really nourishing and, yeah, relaxing. But it took me a long time. It's taken me a couple of years to sort of unwind from that. And it just, I knew that I was doing it, but, but being able to have that somatic experiencing and seeing it very clearly, the feeling of it in my body and what it felt like and to unwind that was really remarkable. So let's talk about what pleasure can be. So often we're thinking of sexual pleasure, which is fine because sexual pleasure is a major source of pleasure and it's actually incredibly nurturing and healthy um self-pleasuring sexually is fantastic it's the most incredible stress release but it doesn't have to be that it doesn't have to you know and a lot of people will say to me that I'm working with I don't have time for that Kelly um I've got work to do and I'm like well what does that stress response in your body feel like that work has to come first so pleasure can be simple. It can be like I do every two hours taking a break and going for a walk or sometimes I dance to music just to get my body moving a bit. It can be just putting some hand cream on your hands and just really intentionally noticing how you like to be touched on your hands. Your hands are a really intimate part of your body. It can be sitting in the garden and watching the bees the bees, the butterflies, and the insects. It can be having a sleep. Like it can be doing a yoga nidra. It can be a cup of herbal tea. I really like oat straw tea. I find it incredibly nourishing as well as ladies' mantle and nettle tea. They're very expansive and nourishing teas for the body. It can be a breast massage regardless of your gender. Breast massage is really good. We have a lot of lymph nodes in our breasts and it's really healthy to massage them it can be a normal massage especially if you are a person who lives on your own 
you don't have connection with people daily where you, you get that touch, physical touch from another human, going for a massage can be really good. Um, so the massage is really, really helpful. And the other thing that I'm finding with massage, just as I get older, like all the sports injuries I had as a kid or near misses are really coming out in terms of tendon and ligament injuries now. It can be actually eating really nutritious food. It's not a stimulant. So pleasure doesn't have to be anything too massive. It's about the simple daily things that we can do every day to build this capacity in our nervous system to receive pleasure, to feel that expansive energy. The simple things in life are often the best. So if you would like to learn a couple of practices that are really helpful, I have a free feminine embodiment course on my website. So if you just go to my website, kellysterling.com, and then to courses and feminine embodiment, there's a free course. I also have my reconnect course, which is um, my really signature course, six weeks that you can do on your own. And you can learn a bit about the nervous system. You can learn a bit about pleasure um, it's for female body people. You can learn about sensuality, sexuality, our intuition, all of this. And there are practices, body-mind practices that you can do. And there's self-inquiry practices that you can do some journaling to start to create some awareness around your body and what's going on for you. Well, I hope you enjoyed this very short podcast on pleasure and really understanding how important it is to help us create this expansive open energy in our body to nourish us to nurture us to build these new neural pathways and to promote health and well-being for you hey thanks for listening if you are interested in doing any of the courses that i mentioned reconnect and changing rhythms for mamas two of my signature self-paced courses are on sale for the month of december 2022 so uh, reconnect which is six simple modules that you can do on your own is on sale for 149 dollars 50 and changing rhythms for mamas which is a really short one i look two modules for women postpartum looking at changing rhythms of their sexuality is available for $39.50. So you can head over to my website, kellysterling.com, and you will find them there.